951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set to switch back to league action after a busy cup midweek. Rio Hatati has signed a new five-year deal at Celtic ahead of tomorrow's trip to Motherwell. There will be no Kimar Roof for Rangers against Aberdeen as the injury problems grow for Michael Beale and St Mirren are out to build on their best start in 75 years. Years, Cammy Bell and a man who wasn't even <laughs> born that season in question is Hugh Evans. But wasn't all that far away, let me tell you. Uh, that's great news for the Celtic fans, the signing of a new contract by Rio Hatati. I think it ignites the weekend for everyone because I can't wait for tomorrow, Gordon. Who blinks first in the title race? Will it be Celtic at Motherwell? Will it be Rangers against Aberdeen? Will it be neither of them? Rangers-Aberdeen, of course, potentially the Viaplay Cup final. But I look at the last four, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, and I think any one of them could win the trophy. I think Hibs are reborn under Nick Montgomery, as Dundee may find out tomorrow. And if Hearts turn the corner after that cup win at Kilmarnock, they're away to Ross County, that'd be a big test for them, as I say. I think tomorrow will be great, Cammy. St Mirren fans, don't you let him away with leaving you out of the title race equation as things stand. Uh, but Cammy, it's chock-a-block. That's the way we like it. For some of the teams, it will be you know three games in six days and it feels like everyone's as, as big as the last. Yeah, and it's great just to have six games on a Saturday. Um, I think mm. that's something to look forward to for all Scottish football fans tomorrow. Um, a lot at stake, which there always is for the, the big two. They want to, Celtic have got a tough away game. That Motherwell gave Rangers a, a run close recently as well. And then Rangers have got to live up to Aberdeen, who look as if they've turned the corner a little bit as well. Come on then, 01419511025. It is Friday night, of course, which means big league action just around the corner. And what is on your mind Tonight, Celtic fans, how good is the news that Rio Hitati has signed a new five-year deal? A very simple question. How pleased are you? Was there maybe a time you thought that wouldn't happen? Uh, and uh, what do you read into everything that goes around a contract of that length? Give us a call right now, please. General thoughts on the trip to Motherwell would be nice. You're going to have to change the goalkeeper. Of course, will we see someone like Nat Phillips come in and play? Uh, so any thoughts on the game specifically, feel free. But in terms of today's news, what do you make of Rio Hitati's new contract? Give us a call, please. Rangers fans, another day, another injury. This time it is Kemar Roof. No official update in terms of how long, but extremely unlikely, verging on impossible that he plays against Aberdeen tomorrow. How big a blow is that? Of course, sympathy with Kemar Roof, but are you at your wit's end with that one? Because it just seems to be one problem after the other. Again, game-specific stuff. Maybe we could get a bit of a debate. Would you play Ridvan Yilmaz or Borna Barisic? Because one set up a goal the other night, one scored one. Uh, so I wonder who you would pick. It's a big game. We know what those games against Aberdeen can be like. So who would you play there? What about Kemar Roof's injury? St Mirren fans, Motherwell fans, anyone else who thinks they've got a big part to play this weekend, 0141-951-1025. I think with regard to Hitati, uh, it's the Celtic model that we're talking about here. Uh, Lila Bada, Kyogo and uh, Dyson Maida have all signed extensions to their contract as well, but the model means that you have the short-term joy 
of having Hatati, an outstanding footballer, in your team, the long-term strategy would be that you move Hatati on for a multiple of the money that you paid for him. 20, 25 million further down the line. Yeah, Celtic fans, get all your thoughts in. Please, right now, what do you make of the new contract for Rio Hatati? Uh, and then from the Rangers side of things, Cami, I'll be surprised if a lot of the discussion... Like I say, good debate about who plays at left back, but another, it's just another injury in quest, really, at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's uh, obviously Kemar Roof again. has been such a big player since he's came back this season. Um, and just when you think he's getting over it, the disappointing thing for me is obviously we've heard Michael Beale say that he, he felt it early on in the first mm. half and he should have known himself to, to flag that up. Again, I've been there myself as a player um, and you've had a lot of injuries and a number of injuries. You kind of think, oh, I'll just get through this one and then all of a sudden it gets worse. But I think Kemar Roof's at the stage now. He's had so many injuries through his career. He needs to identify these ones. If he feels a tweak, especially in a game where they're well in control of, I think he should have flagged that one up and said to the medical staff, look, I'm feeling this tweak because, again, if he got off the pitch quicker, you never know. It could have just been a two or three day three uh, mm. thing, but now it looks as if it's going to be two or three weeks Michael Beale has felt the heat for a month since he lost to Celtic uh, but to be fair to the man Roof Danilo Cantwell Raskin Matondo uh, Lawrence yeah yep. Tom Lawrence at, at half a dozen players who would be in your team yeah starting so, players so it's, it yeah. massively hurts Rangers it does and it's it's been a difficult period for Michael Beale but he'll need to navigate that tomorrow against Aberdeen Okay, 0141-951-1025 Ross is a Celtic fan, he's going to kick things off Ross, Rio Hitati, how pleased are you with that news? Yeah, I'm pleased Gordon, uh, hope he's all well um, No, I'm pleased with that news um, I think what Hugh touched on there I don't think he'll stay at Celtic long term though I think it'll be a case of Celtic of giving him a contract So we get money for him um, Either January or the summer next year um, but my point tonight is based on the goalkeeping situation tomorrow Obviously there's a chance for uh, Bain or Segrist to come back in But I think if Segrist doesn't play tomorrow That tells me that Brendan doesn't fancy him And I don't see the point in keeping a guy there That is never going to play for us So tomorrow Segrist has to play so that we can get a good look at him To be fair to Brendan Rodgers This started a long time ago with Benji Segrist He went to Australia with Ange Postacoglu and when he returned from Australia, he disappeared from view. I don't recall him playing any game for Celtic since then. And there is clearly an underlying problem which we have not been made aware of. It's a, an ongoing mystery at Celtic Park because he plays no football at all. Bain, for me, is an ordinary goalkeeper and not the kind of backup that Celtic should have to Joe Hart. I believe that Celtic should have bought a backup goalkeeper for Hart in the transfer window. I think it's an oversight on their part not to have bought another goalkeeper. And I look at the situation and I think Hart blundered in Rotterdam, blundered in Livingston, not there tomorrow, being in against Motherwell, not the best goalkeeper that Celtic could have had. And Celtic should have strengthened that position. Um, I don't think there's much of a debate, Cammy. In terms of recent evidence, Benjamin Segrist has not been on the bench one single time for Celtic this season, which means his last on-the-bench appearance would have been the Scottish Cup final at the tail end of last season. So if he does play tomorrow, it's going to be a, out of nowhere. 
Yeah, and again, I, I agree with you. I think there is something underlying in the background that seems that way, certainly. I know he had an injury last season, um, but he, he got back from that, but he just seems totally out of favour um, since Brendan's came in. Whether he's um, not good enough with his feet, I don't think he's particularly, I don't remember him being particularly good with his feet when he was um, playing at Dundee United. He was a very good goalkeeper and made a lot of good saves up there, but there's something going on in the background that Brendan's n not happy with. Um, and Scott Bain's well ahead of him because ultimately you put your second best goalkeeper on the bench and that's what he's done with Scott Bain Scott Bain's obviously came on against Livingston done okay, didn't really get tested too much again he got caught in the ball once dwelling on it but he's not had a lot of game time Scott Bain's a, a decent goalkeeper listen, let's not get it wrong he is, he's good enough to, to play for me in the SPL for Celtic is he a Celtic goalkeeper long term? Absolutely not, I think he's not a number one for Celtic I agree with you, they should have signed somebody to push Joe Hart and I think you would have got more out of Joe Hart as mm. well by putting pressure on him and making sure he's playing at the top of his game because when Joe Hart plays at the top of the game he's a fantastic goalkeeper he makes big saves at big moments for a big football club and that's what that's what Celtic and Rangers both need they need goalkeepers that can make big saves I absolutely think Brendan Rodgers will bring another goalkeeper in but in January but I think he will he's too late now yeah, I don't, I, I, listen, I, I don't know if he's too late Hugh, I think Yes, Hart's made a couple of mistakes. Um, listen, the one for me at Livingston is just a decision-making mistake. I think he's came out, should have stayed on his line. He didn't really need to get involved in it. But there was warning signs and that, that. For me, there was a couple of balls over the top previous that the defence didn't deal with. And that plays on a mind as a goalkeeper. You, you start to think, I need to go, on, go and help my defenders out. And that's probably played in his mind. Poor decision, got sent off. Um, but I still think he's good enough for Celtic at this moment in time. Um, I agree, it's, I agree and I disagree yes it's too late it would be in an ideal world to have another top goalkeeper coming on and, and being on the bench but they've not got that Ross let me ask you about does your confidence diminish in any way because of the goalkeeping change tomorrow if so how much yeah no I'm I'm a bit worried tomorrow because I think that Scott Bain doesn't fill me with any confidence and neither does Joe Hart to be honest so I think tomorrow Motherwell at home and Motherwell have played really well so far I know they get beat off at Mirren the last home game they played but Fir Park's normally a tough place to go so I think tomorrow it could could uh, show some problems for Celtic and I just hope they get through it tomorrow but I'm not I'm not feeling optimistic the, sa the saving grace though Ross for Celtic is they're coming off the back of a, a 10-man win over Livingston that was described by Brendan Rodgers as monumental and he praised the Dyson Maida doing the work of two men. Kyogo played very well, although sometimes not in his natural position. O'Reilly, another goal for him. Now the news of Hatati. There's an awful lot to be positive about where Celtic are concerned tomorrow. But I agree with you. The goalkeeping position has been overlooked and it may come back to bite Celtic. And Motherwell's main challenge might be trying to test that Cammy, because there's been a lot to like about the performance but the the sort of key bit sticking the ball beyond the goalkeeper but in the last two games is what's held them back yeah it is um, getting goals for Motherwell has been a problem obviously we know they're, they're hampered with Van Veen leaving and then injuries to their strikers this season um, hasn't helped them um, but they have struggled to score but again I, I feel not just the goalkeeping situation I think the defence is probably the weakest part of Celtic's and that's including the goalkeeper. I think you look at the back, sort of five is the weakest area of Celtic's team um, at the moment. Um, I know they've got players to come back into that, but 
yeah, the goalkeeping situation is a little bit of a problem. Mm. But I, I, for me, Scott Bain's played enough games in the SPL to, to produce a performance solid and, enough tomorrow. And yet, Celtic have not conceded a domestic goal since the 20th of August at mm. Rugby Park. Yeah. So there we have it. Um, okay, thank you to Ross. Robbie's on the other line. Robbie, what did you make of that Rio Hitati news this afternoon? Good evening, panel. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really happy that he's committed uh, his future to Celtic. And if he does go, oh, I'm hoping, hoping we can get towards to the end of this season and another season out of him. Um, it's obvious that the Celtic are just like covering ourselves with the government, giving them that contract. And he's obviously going to be getting his wages up to, along with that as well. So he'll be quite happy. I'm sure he'll be playing in the English, English Premier League one day. Um, but I'm just hoping we can, I can get, we can get as long as we can out of them at Celtic because obviously we, you know, the cup comp- competitions, the league, the Champions League, you know. So uh, yeah, he's a really dynamic player. I quite like him, you know, and actually in the number ten role, I like him just as an advanced midfielder. That's probably where he's best. He's very, very dynamically, dynamic offensively, you know. Do you? So you don't think it's a foregone conclusion, Robbie, that it's you know it's. It's in the summer that he leaves Celtic. You think there's still scope to hang on a bit longer? Yeah, definitely. I, I think that it's probably going to be maybe the another, towards the end of this season we'll get that out and another season after that. I don't think he's he's going to leave at the end of this season. I think he'll give it another season before he moves on. But then then again, that's that's only just me speculating. You never know if Celtic get hit with a 25, 30 million pound offer, then they would obviously. Have to seriously consider that they, you won't, know. they won't seriously consider it They'll <laughs> order a taxi And uh, he'll be away uh, That needs to arrive first though doesn't it That's the thing yeah. That's why it's, I, I know I, I asked Robbie the question But it is tough to predict You know Matt O'Reilly Could have been a Leeds United player today uh, But Brendan Rodgers intervened and said Even though it's £10 million pounds, He's got a lot to do for Celtic yet In the full and certain knowledge That Matt O'Reilly will go for Possibly double that one day and Hatati falls into the same category. If um, Ange Postacoglu, for example, were to come in for him and that the money was in excess of £20 million, then Celtic revert to the model and the model says that you sell them. Uh, what Celtic have to hope is that players like uh, Odin Thiago Holm, uh, who Brendan Rodgers says will one day be a terrific player for Celtic, he has to hope that they mature quickly and that the buying that has taken place, the projects who are all over the place at Celtic Park, the projects have to turn into first-team picks, and then you're justifying the model. If you're not getting players to progress like Holm or Tilio or Paolo Bernardo, then the model is called into question. Thank you, Robbie. 01419511025. Get your calls in. We're going to hear from... Michael Beale next So Rangers fans He's not got good news for you On the Kamar Roof front How big a blow is that? How annoyed are you getting At all these injuries Particularly with Kamar Roof um, How do you think that impacts things tomorrow? Who would you play at left back? Yilmaz or Barisic Tell us right now And we'll hear from you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen and watch Check the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Big weekend ahead in Scottish football The preview is here with Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell So why not join in? We'd love you to join in Give us a call right now please 0141 951 1025 We are about to hear from Michael Beale So Rangers fans He's going to give you uh, a not so positive uh, update on Kemal Roof So what do you make of his absence tomorrow And how frustrating are all these injuries Particularly in an attacking sense All your thoughts around that one please Maybe there's a debate to be had over who should play at left back tomorrow as well Give us a call and we'll speak to Ricky Who's a Celtic fan first of all Ricky how's it going? It's going fine Gordon Good stuff, what's your point tonight? Can I ask you a question before beginning my point? Gordon, do you know who the the club doctor is at? Motherwell? I'm not sure I do. I used to. I'm not sure if it's changed. Why? Well, he's a new guy. It's a guy called Barry. All right, Dr. Barry. Right, uh, and I used to say that uh, me and him worked together. You worked together? I worked. He's a doctor where I work. Yeah, there we are. Is he good? Oh, yeah, very, very good. I hope so. (laughs) I hope he's (laughs) going to look after the boys. Can he well, score he, goals? He, he, Can he play up front, Ricky? Well, he played for Celtic as a young boy, but he had an injury and he had to give it up, and that's why he became a doctor. Get the boots on, Dr. Ah, Barry. See, give up football to become a doctor, just like that. Kevin Van Hoo. He'll be <laughs> a distant memory. What, what are you thinking about your own team at the moment, Ricky? You'll be up against Dr. Barry and his pals tomorrow, of course. Well, i very, very confident, Gordon. Uh, and as, as I'm sure you will, being a Marble fan, you'll be very confident as well. Uh, I I think uh, it doesn't matter where we're playing Whether it's third part or Celtic part I think we're very, very confident For tomorrow yep. I have no concerns about who will be playing Or who will be playing Goalkeeper or not Well, you're likely to have a Rio Hitati With a bigger bank balance Than he had this morning Ricky, what do you make of his new contract? I think it's wonderful And I also think uh, We're tying up uh, O'Reilly And I think that's wonderful as well I think that's the way we should be going and keeping these players and try to keep them as long as we can. I know people will come with big big money for us, but sometimes people don't want to go, want to stay. You know, we'll see what happens with these. You know, okay, and yeah. I know that's the model we'll go, but, you know, maybe players don't always want to go. But mm. the, 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 it's the club's official policy. You know, you, you, you bring them in for reasonable amounts of money, like O'Reilly and Dottati, and when serious money is thrown at you, they go. That's the Celtic model. Mm. As I say, all of the projects are there. And Brendan Rodgers has already spoken about one in particular, and that's Holm, uh, who's still only 20 years old. Now, he has to hope that uh, Hatati and O'Reilly stay at the club long enough for Holm to mature further and become their natural replacement. That's the way the model works At the same time Cammy, Sometimes you have to reward players Who are there And yes I'm not disagreeing for a second with you But it's not The only reason That you give players new contracts I mean I don't know the specifics But I think it's a it's, It was kind of fairly well known That the Japanese players in particular Arrived on let's say Very good value for money at Contracts initially So You've got someone like Rare Hitati, Dyson Maida and Kyogo have already signed new deals. They've been ex- extremely positive in their contributions to the club, so maybe that's getting matched a little bit in, in what in what they're getting paid. 
Absolutely. For me, it works for both parties. I think it works well for both parties. As you say, the, the guys that sign new deals get um, extra wages and, and a better terms that they're on um, with the club. But also what the club gets is a bit of security. They're getting a five-year deal on this. So ultimately, the ball's in their court. Yes, their policy is that if somebody comes in with big money, they will sell them. But that allows them the flexibility for me that he's on such a long-term contract that they're looking probably at the moment for top dollar for him um, and the good thing for me for Celtic fans need to look at that listen if Hitati has a, a fantastic season normally what that means is Celtic are successful so it, it's if, the best if, of both worlds yeah it is yeah. And, and if he gets sold for 25 million in the summer it probably mean that he's had a really good season the club's had a good season and the club will cash in they absolutely will because that is their policy but again, he needs to have a good season, which means the club need to have a good season for that to happen. So for me, it's the best of both worlds. Celtic get a, a long-term contract, security, the ball's in their court, and the player also mm. gets a good contract and a deserved contract because he's been fantastic for them since he's came in. And there's, a, there's obviously a, a real effort there. You, we mentioned the players before, um, you know, Kyogo and Maeda and Abada yep. and Stephen Welsh and, and now... Um, Rio Hitati as well do you agree with Ricky that, that Matt O'Reilly would probably be next in, in well, line on the basis that they've already turned down 10 million from uh, Leeds United you'd have to think he is a prominent target it used to be that all you had to worry about was the clubs down south you know the, the, the big the major clubs Man U Man City Arsenal Liverpool Tottenham whoever but now you have the mid Middle East dimension you know Jota went for 25 million pounds uh, if someone from the Middle East suddenly comes in and offers that for Matt O'Reilly then in a business sense you'd have to be off your head to turn it down so Celtic are going to be offered big money for Hatati and O'Reilly one day but in the short term they are there they have committed themselves to Celtic there is a league to be defended a league to be won um, there's, there's no via play cup but there's still a Scottish cup uh, there are things for Celtic to do and they have top class players now on top class contracts and we'll see what effect it has on them tomorrow at Motherwell following that win over Livy with the slight concern over the goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, and thank you very much to Ricky. I was unfairly left Anthony Ralston off that list, of course. He's been speaking, says he's delighted to have signed the new four-year deal. He's dedicated, dedicating it to his young daughter. You know, the contract's a symbol of my work that I'm putting in um, for her and for the rest of the people, my family, etc., my friends that have all um, helped me along the way through the beginning as a kid. She's my responsibility now and um, my career uh, reflects in my life as well. It's just about trying to give her everything in, in the best life possible um, and just, you know, like I say, she's going to grow up and she's going to look back at her, um, you know, the success and and, and the, the things that I create. So it's my job to make sure they're as special as possible and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm doing that for her. You see, one day he's going to have to pay for her wedding. Now, <laughs> I've, I've done that twice and let me tell you, a, a good new contract is essential <laughs> further down the line. Let's bring in James, who's a Celtic fan. Take it away, James. Good evening, Sue and Charlie. Guys, I'd like to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was Celtic's good fortune not to sell William Scales to Aberdeen? Because the guy has turned around and gave fantastic performances against Rangers at Ibrox, Aberdeen at Pitodre, Fredwell and Feyenoord, 
And due to the injuries, I think we're going to watch. I think there's a player there. He could be another one that Tony Ralston, when he was under Ange, changed him. Is it possible Brendan's changing Liam Scales? And when the injured, uh, the injured players come back, I don't believe that Scales should be dropped. There's a twist of fate in there, James, because I believe he would have been an Aberdeen player on a permanent deal had there not been the injuries that Celtic have suffered with Nabrowski, Stephen Welsh, Cameron Carter-Vickers. And I also agree with you that he has done Celtic a turn. Uh, Celtic's best performances, arguably, have been away from home. You mentioned Pataudry, Ibrox, last week at Livy with 10 men. I also think his distribution of the ball is first class. He's as good a passer of the ball as anybody in that Celtic team for me. Uh, So, yeah, I think the twist of fate that kept him at Celtic Park has been to Celtic's great benefit. Does it take it, James, what do you think that back line looks like going forward, maybe tomorrow and in Europe, because the goalkeeper will need to change? Well, we're still without... Rocky, Bastelbusu, Carter Vickers, uh, Naps and Phillips might come in and play on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night against um, Lazio. I just feel Scales was much maligned, and I'll be honest with you, I thought it was just an average player. I wasn't too bothered whether we kept him or we let him go to Aberdeen, but he's proved me wrong. He's proved me wrong. And uh, I just hope the boy doesn't make a mistake and he gets pounded for it because the whole back four make mistakes. But Scales has shown us that it, to me, there's a player there somewhere and Brendan seems to have found something and long may it continue. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Cammy, there was a caller last night, you know, sort of blowing apart the theory that it's one game at a time. I know managers just say that and it's really dull. Um, but... It was around the, su- the subject of Nat Phillips. So if Lager Bielka is suspended for Europe, yep. presumably Nat Phillips is going to have to play. Do you, is it therefore a good idea to to play him tomorrow if he's fit ahead of that? Yeah, for me it is. Um, it gives him game time. It gets him again up to as, as, as much a game speed as he can. Uh, reading the game for a, a, a defensive player is, is really important. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely would be, be giving him game time tomorrow. Looking ahead to the next game because listen, Brendan Rodgers can say he's only thinking about one game at a time, but absolutely he's having a look at what's going to happen next week, all the permutations with his team, um, what might what players he might need to play, and he's one that absolutely needs to get some game time um, tomorrow. Touching on Liam Scales, I think Liam Scales has done fantastic since he's came in. I think he's really took his opportunity. I thought he had a, a decent season on loan at um, Aberdeen. It looked as if he was a a good signing um, for them if they could have got him. And what he's done is he's he's bided his time. He's he's obviously been given the opportunity because of a number of injuries, but he's absolutely took it. He, he's he's not looked back. He's not again looked nervous. He he looks quite assured. He's decent distribution with the ball, and I think he's only going to get better with the number of games he gets. And in the he, the more he gets used to the demands of Celtic and and how he needs to win week in week out for on them. The, on the basis that Lagabielka cannot play against Lazio on mm. Wednesday. There is a case to be made for pairing the Lazio partnership against Motherwell tomorrow. Uh, I don't see why not, whether it's Scales and Nat Phillips or whatever permutation Brendan Rodgers has in mind. Um, Iwata has sometimes played central defence. Whatever's on his mind, 
There is a case to be made for letting them have a game together tomorrow before Lazio. Thank you to James. Rangers fans, your time to step up. What do you make of the recent injury news? And who would you play at left back tomorrow? Just a couple of questions that spring to mind. It is up to you for something different out there. Let's hear from Michael Beale. Says they're still assessing the extent of that groin injury picked up by Roof. Yeah, he's away for a scan, so no news on that one <clears throat> at the minute. So he didn't train today with the rest of the team. No, listen, until we get the news back from the scan, we don't know really what we're dealing with. Um, obviously, it's disappointing for Kamal because he came back into the team and did so well until the other night. And uh, listen, this is hope it's nothing too serious and he'll be available uh, in the short term rather than the long term. Yeah, it's frustrating because he's such a big player and such a, uh, such a very good player that... Uh, it's hard because he's not been available as much as he likes now for, for free managers, you know, not just myself. And um, yeah, it, look, it looked like he was in a really good place. He was contributing well. So let's just hope he's, you know, he's just felt a niggle and, and come out. But, you know, the, the right thing is, is to get the scan and, and he's off for that this afternoon. Uh, what do you make of that, Cammy? Yeah, um, exactly what Michael Beale says. It's so disappointing that he's picked up that injury and, and he touched on that he's had injuries throughout the, the previous managers as well. And over the period of his career, you look, he's had a lot of injuries and it's just really difficult for the player at the moment and disappointing for the player because he was hitting a real good bit of form. And for me, he was the biggest threat for Rangers goal-scoring threat at the moment. Um, he is a goal-scorer. He's different from what they've got on offer from the other strikers. So he's going to be a big miss for Rangers. Um, for me, he can bring that little bit of spark when Rangers don't have it. Um, he can get a goal out of nothing. So the other players are going to have to step up to the plate and hopefully it's just a short-term injury and it's not a long-term one. The bit that we always sort of miss from the outside, maybe it's inevitable, Hugh. Any player, doesn't matter who they are when they get injuries, we don't really think about them. We yeah, just kind of think uh, about the outside. Yep. And it must be murder for Kemar Roof. So, you know, ho hopefully, you know, for, just for his sake, it's... Um, nothing serious but at the same time you cannot understand why Rangers fans are almost just at their wits end thinking you know can can Kamal Roof not stay fit you know oh. we've, we've been here many many times before well of course it's a, a source of frustration but Michael Beale would rather be with him than without him so he's willing to put up with all of the injury problems that crop up periodically I go back to the point that Rangers are taking on Aberdeen tomorrow. Uh, a fairly resurgent Aberdeen. We can't go overboard because of two wins against Ross County. But they did acquit themselves very well against uh, Eintracht in Germany. Uh, minus Roof, Danilo, Cantwell, Raskin, Matondo, Lawrence. That's an incredible chunk out of your first team. So if Aberdeen are resurgent tomorrow, then Rangers should feel the brunt of it or if Aberdeen don't have the nerve for it then the resurgence is short-lived um, yeah I mean I think Rangers fans have made up their mind that whether it's because they really like Kemar Roof or whether it's because the new attackers are not really doing it yet they've decided that he's their number one anyway so if you were going to be without him that's a blow in its own right but then as Hugh mentions through the lens of everyone else that's missing in that middle to front area um, it's it's certainly less than ideal for Michael Beale, isn't it? Yeah, um, Hughes touched on it there. That it's it's massive. The players they're missing for me, really influential players. Came out with one this season certainly has been very influential for Rangers on the pitch. Cantwell's a massive player. 
um, going forward and creating things, creating that spark, especially when there's been a number of games this season that Rangers have been very flat. Matonda is, is another one that, again, who's got that spark, got that speed that can hurt teams. Um, so listen, but you can flip it another way and you can look that there's an opportunity for a number of players that have been waiting for this opportunity to go and show what they can do to Michael Beale and sort of stake their claim for, for a starting place in, in the Rangers lineup. Um but it's a it's a another it, it's difficult for Michael Beale at the moment. But as I said before, he needs to navigate his way through this. He needs to get a win tomorrow. Nothing else is acceptable apart from three points. Yes, so one four one nine five one one oh two five is the number you need. So Rangers fans, give us all your thoughts on this latest Kemal Roof injury. If it's about specifically the game tomorrow, you could pick your team, do that usual pre-match thing, maybe particularly left-back. Michael Beale says he's got a decision to make. What would yours be? Uh, and whilst you get your calls in, let me tell you about this. The final call of the week went straight to voicemail on Make Me A Winner, which means we had no winner of £90,000. I mean, there are missed calls and there are missed calls. Uh, but forget about that, we move on, as the, the footballers would say. We move ahead to Monday when you could be our next winner and you need to be ready to answer with Make Me A Winner and you could be taking home £92,000 when we make the next call. You do need to be in the draw. Just imagine it. Imagine this feeling. You could be feeling like Eileen was last week. Yes! Yes! Oh, thank you! Oh, yes! Oh, I'm absolutely flabbergasted! I am! I'll have to sit down. That's advisable, I would say, if you win that amount of money for sure. So to enter, text yes to 61025, text of £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 as well, or dial 0330 Two, three, and calls are charged at a standard rate. It is over 18s only, and entries since Tom won on Thursday have rolled over, so you don't need to re-enter. Uh, and all the rules for this network competition are online. So, if you get the call after 3pm, Monday, 2nd of October, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away, and the £92,000 could be yours. So text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are your Friday night pairing We're looking ahead to the weekend uh, Touching on the games that lie ahead And of course any big news stories uh, That are coming out today as well So please get all your thoughts over to us Please at Clyde SSB um, Or you can give us a call Even better That would be Ideal, get in touch, pick up that phone and uh, let us know what you're thinking tonight Either about the games, like we said, or any of the talking points that are in the news today Paul is a Rangers fan on the line Paul, the news coming out of Rangers today Your team certainly is about that latest injury to Kamal Roof How do you feel about him and his availability issues at the moment? Uh, hi Gordon, hi guys, thanks for letting me on tonight Pleasure um, Just before I make a point, Gordon, see before I finish up Can I ask you a question at the end, if that's alright? Sure um, aye, so the game tomorrow, um, I'm going to it, so looking forward to it, but the same site as well, all the games I've been to, I'm still waiting this click happening, because even at a Livingston game there, um, I just felt there was a period in the game where there was just nothing happening. Gutted about Ruth, I think, you know, I really rate the guy, I think he's a great, great player, but I'm more worried about his injuries, he's just prone to injuries, and I think we have to just cut our losses. Same with Tom Lawrence. I really rate the guy as well, but again, it's just either 
pure unluck or, or there's something in the background it's just horrendous mm-hmm. injuries and we suffered it last last season I thought we'd get around it but uh, it's just depression as well as the performances yeah I think Michael Beale you know was trying to emphasise the point Cammy, that this is not an issue that Kamal Roof's had before mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know if that you know if that makes it any better or worse or whatever. Maybe it's completely unimportant, um, you know. But it's not you know. Paul saying is he just injury prone? It's, it's it's a different issue this time. That must be really frustrating for the player. Yeah, absolutely. Again, when you look at generally when you look at strains or groin strains, which he looks as if he has, sometimes can be avoidable. Um, but again, it can be down to the player's biomechanics. It sounds as if Kmart Roof, again, there's players that have got bodies that can absolutely sustain and, and train in every single day and withhold playing a number of games. And Kmart Roof, he's fit. Yes, he's a fit person, but again, his body's maybe just, he's had a number of issues, a number of operations as well, which then throws your body out of alignment, um, can cause your biomechanics to change. And Groin strain, thigh strain, stuff like that can happen. Um, you've, you've said that twice. Yeah. Tell me about biomechanics. <laughs> no, don't. We'll no. be here all night. Aye, listen, we can talk for eight. I've had a lot of injuries throughout my career. So try, ultimately, what you mean is you're trying to compensate for one thing and balancing up others Absolutely. and then different stress and yeah. different parts and, of your And body. again, if you've had operations on your body, that completely changes the, the movement of the way your muscles and everything works. Kmar, some injuries can be very unfortunate if you fall or you, you go into a tackle and you clatter each other they, they're they're unavoidable ones but again I think sometimes look at Kmar Roof's training schedule has to be different from other players because he's so injury you prone. You alluded to it earlier because Michael Beale said after the game but revisited it today that Kamal Roof felt something during the first half and he yep. was asked at that point do you want to come off and he said no and then at half time he had to come off I was at the press conference today. Michael Beale was asked what I thought was a pretty good sort of follow-up question. Do you think that Kamal Roof's injury history has made him want to stay on, you know, in some sort of act of defiance? And Michael Beale played that down. Um, I guess we'll never know the truth, but you do wonder if that's part of it. That is part of it, hon. I can tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that'll be in his mind. Um, certainly as an ex-player, when you've had a lot of injuries, and you pick another one up, you want to just get through it. That decision should have been taken out of his hands. For me, the medical staff make a decision on an injury-prone player who's telling you I've got it's a tight something going. like that though, isn't it? Listen, Player no, always, players always sort of say they know their own bodies and all that stuff. Yes, but again, the, the medical staff should feed that to the manager for me and then the manager makes the decision. He's the man that decides who go, enters the pitch and who doesn't. Mm. If Michael Beale is told that half-time, for me, in that position, the game that they're in, the way the game was going... I'm taking him off. I'm making sure that injury is not cannot get any worse because if you continuously play with a tight groin or a or something that you're feeling, you can make it ten times worse by continuing. I understand so, Paul's frustration, but all of this stuff is unavoidable. Celtic's best defender has an operation last season, and everyone says, "Ah, he's had the operation; it'll be fine now," and is out for weeks in the very early part of the season. They sign a four and a half million pound centre-back in Navrotsky and he's out for weeks mm. before we've even yeah. got I think, to I just think spe- specifically on Kamal Roof though, it's, it's obviously he's had a long history of this, not this injury, but of absence. Um, Paul, what does it do to your sort of confidence or optimism levels for tomorrow? Oh, it's diminished it, if I'm being honest with you. I think... I know we've had a few callers in before and I'd like Slayton 
my team or anything like that. And I'm not trying to, but I, I don't have any confidence in Dessers, if I'm being honest with you. I think um, yeah, the goals he scored, I think you had a call on maybe yesterday or something like that, saying he's had two deflections. It is. Don't get away from that, it's fact. Um, I find him quite, uh, I'm trying to think my words here, right? Like sloppy, maybe not great in the ball sometimes. He just seems to like roll over in the ball. And I think I've heard all these excuses. I'm, I'm fed up hearing them about, I'll oh, take time to click in and the more games we play. I mean, that's us now played a, a dozen, well, a few games in the league. Uh, we've played numerous European games. How much more time do they need to sell? I mean, Michael Beale, and I'm going on to a different point here, but mate, I'm, Michael Beale's come out with soundbite after soundbite about it's going to click. Uh, assistant managers can't say that things are looking great. Well, I'm telling you, maybe I'm seeing a different team because I've been going to the games and I've been spending a bit of money on them as well. And I'm still not seeing it. I'm not seeing... I'm not, I'm not asking us to play like Man City or Barcelona or something like that, but they, they, can't, they can't turn the ball over. You know, we've had Kenny Miller on the show saying the same thing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan, right? I'm not a professional player like Cami and that have been. But at the end of the day, I mean, I see better football playing five percent myself, to be honest. Um, than what I see out there, these guys are getting paid big bucks. They're international players. I know, I see Lammers, I was at the game against Livingston, I've seen Lammers, feet were fantastic. There's just, there's just something missing, some sort of identity or something like that. That's what I think. Yeah, on the new, well, on the new signings, the, the glass half full, optimistic response from football managers and players in these circumstances is always well. If someone's out injured, it's a chance for someone else to come in and show what they can do, which is undeniably true. But I suppose for Rangers, they have to make sure that is the case for Lammers and Dessers and Sima, and not an extra burden on them. That they can't carry right now because Roof's not there to help out and others. Well, I think if they can't carry the burden, then they're in the wrong country, they're in the wrong city, and they're at the wrong club. The only words of consolation I can offer Paul: the last four games, Rangers haven't even conceded so much as a goal. There is a possibility, and I underline possibility, that Celtic could lose at Motherwell and Rangers could win tomorrow, and the gap is down to one point. At that juncture. You'd have to say you'll need to get off the manager's back because you can't be one point off Celtic and the club's in crisis. Well, we can cross that bridge if and when uh, we come to it. Paul, what was your question for Hugh that you wanted to ask? Aye, thanks for coming back in. Aye, Hugh, I, I don't know if anyone's picked up on it. I'm not against you or anything, but you said when Rodgers was first there, Brendan Rodgers, that for as long as he'll be there, Rangers will never win. Like something round about that line. I just wanted to get your opinion whether you think that's going to be true this this time around or what's your thoughts on that? Uh, at that particular point, now Brendan left, what, 2018? Um, I think from memory, I said for as long as Brendan Rodgers was at Celtic Park, Rangers would be in Celtic shadow. That was the phrase, you're right. And uh, that was the case, undeniably the case, because he was there for seven trophies and he won all seven. Uh, now we're talking about five years later and uh, a lot of things have happened. Uh, I I would need to have evidence of how Brendan settles in the second time around before I would go that far. Uh, so, in other mm. words, if Brendan Rodgers didn't win the league this season with a Rangers team that you, Paul, as a Rangers fan, don't think that highly of then obviously 
I couldn't come out and repeat the phrase. So I have to have more evidence of Brendan the second time around. I mean, I like to hold you to account, but to be fair, when you said it, and it was a great phrase at the time, and you, and you were right at the time, I'm not sure you anticipated Brendan Rogers leaving, then coming back years yeah. later, and the <laughs> phrase to still uh, sort of stand. So we'll, we'll also, wait Rangers were in a far different position at that time, as as Paul will readily yeah. testify. You know, they, they simply weren't in a place where they could challenge Brendan mm. Rodgers and he dominated the city. But I repeat, I would need to have more evidence of Brendan the second time around at Celtic before I would make such a statement. And would you look at that clock? It is that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. Let's try and finish the week on a high for you listeners. It's 01419511025 and the lines close at seven, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, let's round off the week on a high uh, on the Beat the Pundit front. Get your calls in though if you want to just talk football. 0141-951-1025. We started off exploring your reaction to Rio Hatati's new deal. Good news all round. Uh, I can't see any downside from you Celtic fans, so keep that coming. Uh, looking ahead to the game at Fir Park tomorrow as well. Rangers fans, what do you make of this latest Kemal Roof injury? Once we get on to Aberdeen specific questions, maybe there's a debate about who should play at left back. Why not give us your suggestions? And anything else that's out there, give us a call and we'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, let's finish the week. Hugh Evans, you lost on Wednesday. You know what? I've had such a good run and I said to Kenny Miller after the programme last Friday, you know, for a dud I'm doing quite mm. well, but uh, I, I think I'm regressing now. Or you could try and, you know, make excuses. You weren't meant to be in on Wednesday. You were, you know, you kind of rushed in last last minute sort of thing. Maybe maybe it doesn't count. But now I'm thinking about the two daughters' wedding that I paid for and Anthony Ralston and his daughter, you He's know. thrown you off for I've, the rest I've of the unnerved, weekend. unnerved myself. Um, let's meet Ryan, who's in Erskine. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, yeah, good, thank you. You, How are you? Yeah, all good in here. Have you played before? Uh, yeah, I played before about maybe two years ago now. Right, and? Uh, I beat Gordon DL in a tiebreaker. Right. Well, it doesn't say much, but it's always good to have a win under your belt. Exactly, especially on a tiebreaker. Anyway, let's toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Hugh Evans. If it's tails, it will be Cammy Bell. Uh, it's amazing the type of information that you get in here. So one of the producers reminded me that. Um, you lost obviously on Wednesday, which doesn't yeah. take much. Apparently, Cammy, you last played on the first of June and scraped a two-all draw, but won the tiebreaker. Who knew? Hmm. Can't remember that. So what would that? that must have been. We on the we on the night before the Scottish Cup final. Oh, I so can't thinking, remember what, last week. Never mind. What were we still doing on in June? Would be my question. But that, oh. yeah, that was because it was the first weekend in June. Was yeah, the Cup it was, final? Yeah. Any internationals there? Anyway, it was a Thursday for some reason. There we go, who cares? <laughs> Don't know why we went down that route. Uh, it's, it's you, Tails, it is Cammy, and it is it's Tails. Back since the 1st of June oh. uh, is Cammy Bell. So we'll give him some greatest hits radio to listen to, and we'll turn up nice and loud. Ryan, you remember the deal, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can, and you have the option to pass and move on should you wish, okay? Yep, perfect. Okay, your 30 seconds starts now. Who were the last team Anthony Ralston played for on loan from Celtic? Pass. Who's got more national caps, Cyril Dessers or Kimar Roof? 
Desos. How many games have Scotland won in their Euro 2024 group so far? Five. Who is Hibs' top scorer in the league this season? Boyle. True or false? Dundee and Dundee United stadiums are less than the length of a football pitch apart. Less. Um, which Celtic player scored for Japan in the 2022 World Cup? Mida. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, right, let's bring Cammy back. How are your biomechanics? Can you hear us? Yes, good. all good. Same set of questions, and your time starts now. Who were the last team Anthony Ralston played for on loan from Celtic? Dundee United. Who's got more caps for their national side, Cyril Dessers or Kamar Roof? Uh, Dessers. How many games have Scotland won in their Euro 2024 group so far? Five. Who is Hibbs' top scorer in the league so far this season? Martin Boyle. True or false, Dundee and Dundee United stadiums are less than the length of a football pitch apart. True. Uh, which Celtic player scored for Japan at the 2022 World Cup? Hadati. Wow. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Oh, I think it's close. I think that last question might have saved me. Mm, I think it might have. Might. Uh, who were the last team Anthony Ralston played for on loan from Celtic uh, St. Johnston? Oh, did he go to St. United? Must have done. Yeah, according to the producer, it was blame blame him. No, I think it was. Um, who's got more caps for the national side, Dessers or Roof? You both went Dessers. You were both wrong. There's only one in it. It's five and four. Okay. Uh, Kamal Roof. Um, so nil nil. Uh, how many games have Scotland won in their Euro 2024 group? This sounds good, doesn't it? Cyprus, Georgia, Norway, Spain, and Cyprus again. It is five. You both got that. Hibs top scorer. You both went Martin Boyle. Mm -hmm. You are both wrong. It's Adam Lafondra so oh. far. Three and six in the league. True or false? Dundee United's Dundee and Dundee United stadiums are less than the length of a football pitch apart. Um Ryan, I'm gonna have to kind of translate. You said less rather than yeah, true or false. Yeah. So you yeah, true. so you thought it was true, yeah, ultimately. Yeah, and yeah. so did Cammy, and again you were both wrong. I think it was mid twelve. Yeah, I mean they're close, but it's still nil nil. Corner to no, corner. Okay. Um, 200 yards apart they are mm. the stadium so they say um, average football pitch what about Terrible 120 or something <laughs> yeah it's really not great um, and it gets worse for you quite yeah. frankly because Dyson Maida was the one that scored at the World Cup I mean even even if you were going to get it wrong and go for one of the guys that didn't go to the World Cup you thought like Kyogo would have been like, uh, the next option I knew it wasn't Kyogo just head loss yeah uh, Maeda and it wins it for Ryan and Erskine well yeah, done Ryan well done Ryan mate <laughs> Honestly, Ryan, I mean, listen, you've beat Gordon Dale in a tiebreaker and you've beaten that performance by Cammy <sighs> Bell. I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but... I mean, I, I was poor the night as well, and so was Cammy. Uh, it was, it was a one. poor performance, but listen, you got over the line, mate. That is true, that is true. What are you thinking, Ryan, with your Rangers hat on for tomorrow? Does the visit of Aberdeen, does that fill you with any any worry at the moment or a Rangers turning no, a no, corner I'm, or... I'm a Celtic fan so All right, I says, well, there we go it says Ryan Jairs <laughs> that's why you got that question right at the end so it is it says Rangers on my screen I don't know if no no it's for me <laughs> but would you make a real Hitati's new contract then I'm happy with that that's a good one hopefully he sticks around for it though yeah indeed there we are. well it's win-win isn't it so there we are thank you very much to Ryan who was previously considered to be a Rangers fan he is in fact a Celtic fan but he's certainly a winner on Beat the Pundit So there we go That was the longest Pronunciation of the word Five From Cammy Bellman Five Yes Got it right though That was the only mm. one I got right Yeah that was That, that was, was a um, stinker wasn't it Rubbish I have to <laughs> say I don't, Do you know what And I've just scanned down A couple of questions Like I don't know 99% of the time Are always 
uh, football questions that there's a rogue rider cup question in there oh, that you haven't got to so there we go it was okay. an easy one I'll tell you what i've been loving that today it's the earliest i've ever turned up at clyde one towers i still didn't beat you in no i parked myself in that back room and oh watched it this yeah. afternoon magnificent can he beat it anyway oh one four one nine five one one oh two five on the line uh let's hear a bit more from the rangers manager michael beale and this is maybe a debate you can wade in on rangers fans would you go for Borna Barisic, would you go for Ridvan Yilmaz at left back tomorrow? Which one? Giving you a 50-50 choice. You can just pick one and let us know why. Um, because the manager says he does have a dilemma over who to play tomorrow. His first goal for Rangers, it was a fantastic goal and he, brought, he showed the difference, really, what he brings to the team to Borna. Having said that, I thought Borna's pass for our third goal was a particularly good pass as well. So we, we seem to have some strength in, in that area at left back. And I've got a decision to make, yeah. I think uh, they're both, um, you know, Borna went away with a niggle that hasn't really gone away. And then Ridvan's picking up on his fitness. It's one that we're managing. I think we'll continue to manage that probably up to the international break with the two of them, to be honest. We'll have to be careful when we play either one. I think then it comes down to who looks fittest in the eyes of Michael Beale, because if they're both carrying something, uh, it, it will simply be mm. the case that he is stronger than him for today. No, I, I don't know. I, 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 did, I didn't read it like that in terms of either we're struggling for tomorrow. Um, Cammy, if you just, let's just assume they're fit for the purposes yep. of a football debate. Who, who would you pick? Um, listen, I, I think um, you pick the player that's probably been in form at the moment and that's Yomaz most recently I think he had a good performance um, I think he's a little Borna Barisic is a very very good player don't get me wrong I, I, I just think if you're looking for a little bit more a younger version and, and somebody that's that's played well recently I would just give him another shot and see what he can do um, whether he'll play him tomorrow and then look at Borna for a bit more experience um, midweek I don't know. Um, for me, I would I would keep Yomaz in at the moment um, and give him a little run of games and see what he can do. Um, at the same time, though, I mean they're very different, aren't they? That's yeah. what makes the comparison interesting. Is it as obvious as Barisic gives you the sort of delivery and the width, whereas Yomaz is maybe more likely to come in the pitch and carry the ball like he did? What's what suits Rangers more just now? Um, Again, I think it's just the the way the intensity that they play at Rangers. If Rangers play slow, and and I think it it doesn't suit Yilmaz. Yilmaz wants to get on the ball, play fast, as you say, come inside, link up, play. Bonner is all about his delivery. You can get down there, and he's got fantastic delivery. But again, I've still got a lot of question marks of him at the back. I think they 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 concede a lot of goals softly on his side as well as they do on on Tavernier's side as well. I've got to got to give that. But le- recently, they have been. As you stated before, not conceding many goals at all. No. It's all about for me. I, I would just give Yomaz a run, a run of games if they can. If he's fit enough, I would give him a run of games he, and see what he can do. Here's the problem: he's not in the European squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get you then have to almost live by that decision. And there are two perfectly understandable avenues. But which one do you prefer? Well, that's fine. Then you can you can use him a bit more in the domestic yep. games um, because he can't play the European games. Or are you? Are you sticking with your kind of first choice for the European game? Are you fine-tuning that? Are you making sure he's bang at it all the time? On the basis that Rangers next play Aris Limassol in in Cyprus, uh, I I discount that as a factor. I think that I'm a believer in... He scored his first goal for Rangers midweek. 
He was a multi-million pound signing for Rangers who has never fully established himself. I would give Yomaz the chance to see if he can build on what he did midweek. But he's not for me. He's not established himself because he's not really had the opportunity of a run of games as well. He's got a very good player ahead of him as well. So don't get me wrong; it's been difficult for him to get in the team. But I agree. I think you give him a run of games um, at the moment while you can. I know obviously he can't play midweek, but give him a run of games and see what yeah. he can do. Capitalise on his confidence. Yeah. Who would you pick at left back tomorrow, Alan? Alan, can you hear us? Hello, Alan. Hello. Oh, we've got Yalan. Who would you play at left back tomorrow? Uh, I'm uh, Borna Barisic from you all day long. Uh, I know there's some fans don't like him. Uh, even this year, defensively, I think he's been very good. Uh, if you go back to the Celtic game, uh, Abada usually gives him a run around. I thought he was very good that day. And I know uh, you know. Young's man scored the other night, but mm-hmm. I know Barisic is, in my opinion, the better player of the two. So Gilma's not not won you over yet. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. As I say, he scored a good goal the other night, but I still think Barisic is the better player of the two. Well, it's funny because actually, in the summer or, or at the very start of the season, it seemed like there was a lot of negativity about Borna Barisic amongst the Rangers fans. Cami, I do feel like that has diminished a bit. I know we, not not totally; it never will. Um, but what do you make of Alan's take on it That he's still definitely the, the better bet I know you want to give Yilmaz the opportunity I totally agree with you He is the better player um, Overall But I just think Yilmaz for me My argument is We need to give a youngster A, a little bit of time um, And again a run of games He's not had that run of games um, To see what he can do And what he can produce Tomorrow would be a good testing game For him as well I think Aberdeen will Yes, they'll probably sit in for long periods, but they will have a go at points at Rangers. Um, so I would be, in, I would just like to see him getting another shot off the back of his confidence, as you said, midweek. He's full of confidence. If, he, if you're going to get another good game out of him, then tomorrow would be the game. Alan has plenty of evidence on which to base his case for Borna Barisic. But Alan and the vast majority of the Rangers supporters haven't actually seen enough. Mm. Of Yomaz to know yeah. what you are getting in the fullness of time. So, as Cammy said, until he gets a run, you'll never know. What do you make of the latest injury to Kamal Rufalan? Seem to produce a very disappointing, and especially uh, going to the manager's words that he felt the niggle halfway through the first half, yeah. and his experience surely is good to come off. I know, he, I know, he wants to stay on because he's had injuries, but. Come off and hopefully it's not as bad. Now you've stayed on 20 minutes, 25 minutes longer and might be out longer again because I, I, I believe he's the best striker at the club at the moment, eh? Yeah. Is it simple then, Cammy, because there, there isn't, I mean, there's no one else? Is it Dessers, Lammers, Seema tomorrow? Is there any other solution that I've not considered? You know, Scott Wright came in for a random start last week. Yeah, it does. But again, I think Scott Wright kind of looks as if he's out of the picture. Um, it was a, a bit of a random one thrown in there. I think you're right. That's that's the options they have at the moment. Um, and th- the players really need to step up to the plate because I don't think we've seen the best from them yet. Um, they definitely need to deliver more. Uh, but it's, um, it's going to be a difficult game for Rangers, I think, tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much to Alan on 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. So keep your thoughts coming in. Um, I mean, Michael Beale today, Hugh spoke about the 
the what is it, what was the word they used? Some sort of you know, there's there's an atmosphere amongst you know Rangers against yeah. Aberdeen and the fans. There, there is that rivalry, an edge, he said. an edge. There is that kind of rivalry there. Yeah, of course, and that will never go away. Uh, and the Aberdeen supporters are getting a little excited by the prospect of the team improving uh, on what they were at the start of the season. Uh, they, you know, they had a very good time of it in Germany. They they made a mockery of those among us who said, oh, they've got a terrible going over mm, against Frankfurt. Uh, probably I did. But, um, you know, the, the, they have come back uh, in Duke and uh, Miofsky. They clearly have a threat. They, they showed that against Ross County last weekend. It was an altogether impressive performance. In Shinney, they have a, an inspirational captain, scored the goal in midweek against Ross County, or one of the goals. Um, so... They have to take advantage of the fact that Rangers are not playing well, do not concede goals, four clean sheets in a row, but are not playing to the satisfaction mm. of Allen on the line or anybody else and are now confronted by half a dozen injuries to players who would be automatic picks. So if Aberdeen don't get anything at Ibrox tomorrow, it sets back the case for saying that Aberdeen are back. Thank you very much uh, to Alan on the line. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. This has worked well this week. Let's get it up and running. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Yes, so this week we've teamed up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property solutions company. They've got offices across Glasgow in the West. Check out their academy programme at jamesfrew.co.uk. And since it's the last one of the week, something a bit different. Very different because it's been a round of golf has been the prize for the previous four nights. Tonight's prize is a free Worcester 2000 combi boiler and installation. <laughs> Hopefully, and th- 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 that's worth a lot of money. Yes, I was going to say, Cammy James Frew sound right up your street. You're into this sort yes, of thing. Love it. So, can you uh, assure the listeners? That's worth thousands of pounds, that thousands prize, Thousands of pounds, yeah. It really is. So, yeah, the game of golf was great and it was right up Gordon DL Street, but Cammy Bell's more into boilers uh, <laughs> than golf, right? So this genuinely is worth the, it's, it's worth thousands of this. So all you have to do to win um, is tell us who scores the, a famous goal in Scottish football. We're going to play you the commentary, but because James Frew have been on the go since 1911, we've given the commentary a retro twist. So listen to this. Who scored this goal? Here comes the left halfback sprinting down the wing. He beats one of the Spanish Armada. Before crossing into the box, Inner falls into the path of the big midfielder. He kicks it past the Spanish goalkeeper with a fine strike. That's two goals now for the strapping lad. He was born in England, scores for Scotland. He's one of our own. Oh, there, there we go. Surely you know that. It's 01419511025. You need to be over 18 and you have until the end of this ad break to call get in touch right now and you could be a winner with James Frew next taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard what a conversation we've just had about <laughs> combi boilers during the break incredible all because we've teamed up with James Frew Scotland's leading property solutions company to give you a brilliant prize we've done it all week and it's been a bit different we've been giving away games of golf at nice golf courses uh, around the place but this is a fantastic prize tonight because it's worth a lot of money uh, and, a, and a lot of you have had to 
um, buy this type of thing will testify to that a free Worcester 2000 combi boiler and installation um, it really is that is genuinely it's worth thousands of pounds so on the line right now trying to win um, let's just set that up before we meet the caller Clyde One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Right, Gary in Castle Milk. How's it going? Not too bad. How's yourself? Do you need a boiler or are you just taken in by the generous prize on offer? Uh, my daughter needs a boiler. There we go. Oh, Somebody always love needs it. a boiler. But we need you to name the scorer. So what we did earlier was we played you a famous goal from Scottish football but with retro commentary. Let's hear it one more time. Here comes the left halfback sprinting down the wing. He beats one of the Spanish Armada. Before crossing into the box, Inner falls into the path of the big midfielder. He kicks it past the Spanish goalkeeper with a fine strike. That's two goals now for the strapping lad. He was born in England, scores for Scotland. He's one of our own. Come on then, Gary, who's the goal scorer? Scott McTominay It was Scott McTominay How can we forget The Kieran Tierney run The Spanish Armada Parting And Scott McTominay With the finish So well done Gary You or your daughter What's your daughter's name? Stacy. Stacy. If you're listening Is she listening Gary Do you think? Uh, well she gets three kids At three so No no chance <laughs> Bedtime <laughs> Bath and bedtime But anyway Well she's the, the Proud owner of a new Worcester 2000 combi boiler and With Gary's, installation Gary's now the daddy Of the year Unbelievable yeah. She'll what? be nice and cosy This winter Super Gary Well done to you Fantastic Thanks guys Good man There we go Well done to Gary Well done to all the winners This week To the rest of you Enjoy your game of golf uh, Gordon Dale Still waiting for his invite And to Gary and Stacey And the family Enjoy your new boiler Brilliant Anyway That's a great prize Well done to the folks At James Through A good bit of entertainment This week Um, And from one piece Of friendly competition To the other Let's give you a question On the full time teaser The full time teaser With sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride Score winning wardrobes At their new trade counter At Colville's Road My humble apologies I should have said Lines closed And saved some of you uh, Hanging on for the last Five minutes Because I can see Loads of you still Trying to get through Um, But that is done Thank you though To Derek Kidd For sending this teaser in To fulltime At Clyde1.com Can you name The last eight captains Of Celtic or Rangers From outside of Scotland Can you name the last Eight captains Of Celtic or Rangers Who come from outside Scotland Carter Vickers He is not the captain Of Celtic You know like a one off Doesn't do it Right, the, 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 captain. the captain, the captain, yeah. Because loads of people get the the armband at some point, don't they? But I'm talking about actual captain outside of Scotland, yes, you say Tavernier, yes, a nice easy one to kick you off, James Tavernier, since 2018 to present. Now you'd Scott Brown at Celtic for years, uh-huh. Callum McGregor uh-huh. for more years, uh... and the guy before that was Scottish as well, I think, and Stephen McManus, yeah. But before that, did this go far? Go back as far as Alan Stubbs? No. Well, I mean, I don't even know if he... I don't think he was captain, was he? Because it would have been like the Tom Boyd era. Except he was, he's not on the list. That's what you need to know. Uh, Come on, Cammy. We're we'll, not going back Terry Butcher. No! No, we're not. Have, right, okay. There are l- lots of Rangers ones on here. Amaruso. Yes, yes. Hugh Keevans. Well done, Good. Lorenzo. Amaruso, one more guess if you've got it in you. Um... Not quite, no Are we four of each? Gordon, no 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 Right, okay It's quite a dramatic split in right. one favour I'll, okay. I'll, I'll tell you more as it goes on But no, it's not It's not a split at all 
Uh, not an even split, sorry. No, still nothing. One more guess. Anybody? Any name that springs to mind? You can join along. You can see the Twitter is on the live stream as well if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. And whilst we're there, make sure you keep liking, subscribing to the YouTube channel if you've not already done so. We're not going all the way back to Teddy Butcher, have we? Well, just said that. No, still not. Because Cammy asked like one that? minute ago. Come on, you. Let's see my biomechanics have gone. Yeah, in your mm. head. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, well, I'll give you some thinking time. You can play along at home if you want. And more importantly, just like Derek did tonight, fulltime at Clyde1.com to submit your question. The way I like the, think about Derek's satisfaction right now. He'll be sitting at home watching or listening and going, that was my question. And oh. they two dafties can't get anywhere near it. I wish you'd kept it to yourself, Derek. Um, so there we go. Let's bring in Patrick, who's a Celtic fan on the line. How's it going, Patrick? How you doing, guys? All right? All good, good. here. What's your point tonight? I've got a couple of points. Regards to Liam Scales, the boys come into the team, he's done fantastic. Do you see whenever Carter Vickers is back in injury, he, he can't just drop that boy? Oh, yes, he can. Uh, well, yes, especially when they have the fridge ready to return. <laughs> the fridge. <laughs> um, well, wouldn't that, would it, is it not more likely that it? You know, he could stay in, but it's whoever is next to Liam Scales at the moment that would make way for Carter Vickers, it, it, no? You would think that in the, the grand scheme of things, Carter Vickers is there, once he's fit, is there as first pick. Navrosky, when he's back from injury, and Lagabielka, given that Celtic spent about £8 million on the pair of them, they'd be there. None of this is to take away from what Liam Scales has done, but there will be a pecking order. And Liam Scales would be, mm. I would guess, if everyone was fit, would be mm-hmm. fourth or fifth in the pecking well, order. Until, until such times, though, to be fair to Patrick, is it, you know, if, it's, if it is his jersey and he puts in irresistible performances, oh, you yeah. know, before those guys come back. That's why I say he should stick around in the team tomorrow uh, and Lagerbielka should drop out because he can't play against Lazio and Scales can. So I think Scales should be partnered with whoever is going to partner him against Lazio yeah I totally agree I think Scales will stay in the team tomorrow uh, as well you're right Gordon the, uh, the shots his at the moment if he continues to perform perform well in big games old fun games that come up um, European games if he's performing to the maximum and Celtic are getting results why would he be kicked out of the team yes I understand that um, Cameron Carter Vickers is going to come back in at some point because he is a, a very very good de- defender and he's one of the most important defenders for Celtic but I don't see why he can't be the partner to him It would be quite something though Patrick wouldn't it if in the long run Celtic signed Navrotsky for good money Lagerbielka for good money Nat Phillips from Liverpool and Liam Scales turns out to be better than all of them that that would be quite something wouldn't it? To say the totally honest I wouldn't have signed up by Nat Phillips even though we need a cover I wouldn't have signed him He's not a good defender. He's injury prone. Well, that, only... that may well be the case, you. But even even if you took him out of it, it's still the other two. Um, I'm not saying that. Well, I don't know. Do you have a as a club or as a manager? Do you have a a, a touch of a bias towards someone that you know you've you've kind of signed and you've invested in and you want to try and give them a, a, a realistic chance of, of it working out. I mean, as we said earlier, Liam Scales, the intention probably wasn't for him even to no. remain at Celtic. No, no, he'd be an Aberdeen player today were it not for the injury problems. Game-by-game uh, game basis, Liam Scales is there and will be there against Lazio. 
And we'll be there in the game that follows. And then we'll have the international break. And I would imagine that Carter Vickers will be back after that. And we'll see how that affects the dynamic. Uh, and Navrotsky can't be far away. Lagabielka has to be careful because, you know, the, he has played in matches that Celtic have done well in. But he hasn't yet shown why Celtic paid all that money for him. So, as I say, there's a pecking order. And in the fullness of time, the pecking order will be Carter Vickers, Navrotsky, uh, Bielka, uh, and Nat Phillips, and the returning Stephen Welsh. So there's going to be a mm. log jam there. Yeah, and um, Patrick, what are you thinking about tomorrow? Um, I think, you know, a big step forward was what Brendan Rodgers said Celtic had taken. Do you expect that to continue, or is, is for Park a, a venue that, that gives you any sort of lack of confidence? Well, I hope we go there more and win. That's the truth. Uh, to be totally honest, with the the two defenders we have at the minute, well, Scales, yes, he's decent. For what I've seen from Lager Bialka, there's a mistake in him, and I don't know if uh, not. Well, I think the more not fellows will play because he's going to have to play centre back on Wednesday night against Lazio. Yeah, it's funny, Hugh, thinking of the venue and whoever it is that plays one of the defining games of the unbeaten run to the treble for Brendan Rodgers was it was that for Park? You remember it? It was the one that looked like Celtic the unbeaten run might go with the two 0 down. Two 0 one three two. 4-3 in the end, I think. No, was it? Yeah, I think it was four three in the end. I think Motherwell then struck back again. I'll tell you why. Tom Rogic scored. Tell you why I remember that day. Martin Compton was in the studio that day. Was he? He was. There you go. And uh, he did a dance that Michael Flatley would have been proud of when uh, the winning goal went in for Celtic. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, early season form suggests Motherwell might might have it in, Cammy, in them to make life really difficult. Sometimes we see when the, when the big teams come to town, if they're at it, there's sometimes not a great deal you can do, but there'll certainly be a lot of confidence in Stuart Kettlewell's dressing room. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll be working really hard on, on a shape that he thinks he can get points out of this game, make it difficult for Celtic. But I just feel Celtic have got so many players going forward that can hurt you. It's really, really difficult. The problem Motherwell have got at the moment is they don't score a lot of goals. Um, and that's, again, I would say Celtic's weakest part of the team is their defence. And if you've got Motherwell who don't score a lot of goals... It's not a great recipe for Motherwell looking at it because I, I really mm. do think I look at Celtic every game and I think they will score every single game. Theo Bear might still be the type of striker though that could an annoy you if you're a striker, yeah. you know, if you're a defender. Whether he can then go on and stick it in the back of the net is a different matter, but they might not be in for an, an easy afternoon. No, I, listen, I don't think they'll be in for an easy afternoon at all, but I, I just think I totally agree. Theo Bear is, a, is an absolute handful, he's a big physical player. But can he stick the ball in the back of it against a, a quality side? That's the question mark. And as I say, the, the, the problem Motherwell have ha will have is I, I fully expect Celtic to score one goal, if not two, mm -hmm. in the game. And can Motherwell match that? That's that's the difficulty. Uh, let's bring in Barry, who's on, on the line. Barry, what's your point tonight? Yeah, hi there, panel. How's doing? Um, it's just um, I just wanted to make a point quickly to you. He was saying there about. Um, scales being down the pecking order, and that's fair enough. Um, but Scales is brought to Celtic as a left back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
actually class him higher than Burnaby. Hugh made a good point that his distribution is as good as Andy's. Totally agree. Um, I actually think he's he's a better left back option than Burnaby. Um, I think Taylor, and I would like to see him challenge for that jersey, um, not the centre back one. Well, Burnaby appears to have faded from view. Um, Taylor was absolutely outstanding against Livingston, uh, starting with the pass that played in uh, Hatati for the penalty that gave Celtic the goal that got them off the mark. So I think you've come up with a good idea, Barry, that uh, when Scales no longer is high enough up the pecking order to get a central defensive position, then he could be of use as an understudy to Greg Taylor, mm. again using that tremendous distribution of the ball that he possesses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Burnaby's not in the European squad and Liam Scales is, which suggests that if Celtic do need any left-back cover, it's going to be him, because it can't be anyone else, really. Um, I think I'm right in saying, let me just double-check. So, look, Burnaby came on at Ibrooks and was yeah. not great. No. He leave, it yeah. sort of looked like he'd just woken up. Yeah. Um, was the sort of verdict from you guys in the studio at the time? I don't think he's even been on the bench since. Is he? Is there an injury there that I've missed? Or uh, I'm trying to remember, but I don't think he's been on the bench since. So there was the Dundee game; uh, he wasn't on the bench there. Obviously, he's not in the European squad, and uh, wasn't on against Livingston. Celtic finished with a back four at Ibrox of Anthony Ralston, yeah. Scales, Lagabielka, and Burnaby. But Burnaby of the four, he just looked as if. Didn't really know where he was. And then there was the episode where the alarm clock didn't go off and he missed the team meeting. And that, you know, Brendan Rogers will not tolerate mm. any lack of professionalism. Yeah. The, the Ibrooks performance was after that, though, wasn't it? So I just what I'm trying to, th- I don't think, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the guy's been injured and I've missed it, but. Uh, skills is he the option for left back? Yeah, again, and that's the the flexibility you can bring in. Um, as Barry's saying, he, he's I'm pretty sure Brendan Rogers has looked at that whether the, they've had him in bounce games and training and played him at left back for a period just in case that inevitable. Um, sorry, the the injury would come to Greg Taylor and he would need to fill in in that position. But listen, I think he's doing a fantastic job at centre half. I think Greg Taylor is a brilliant, brilliant player and one that Celtic would. Really miss and do miss when he doesn't when he when he is injured. Um, he's been in great form this season so far. So yeah, I, I think listen, Scales is is doing a great job at centre half. So I, I don't see mm. why they'd be trying to move him to left back. But it is an option. It's it's a safe option. Thanks, Barry. What about your teaser tonight? You two looking for the last eight captains of Celtic or Rangers from outside of Scotland? James Tavernier and Lorenzo Amoruso. Irishman Steve Davis. Yes, well done. That was the same one that I wrote down. Okay. Um, I'm fascinated by the Celtic one. The what if he's not from too far away from Stephen Davis? Oh, Lenny, Neil, Neil Lennon. Lennon, Lenny, yeah, Neil Lennon. Uh, actually, had a the, the the pleasure of Neil Lennon's company last night. So yeah. we were at the. Brain Game, Marie Curie Brain Game. It's a fundraising quiz, a really great event, and obviously for a wonderful cause, which I know will have um, touched the lives of so many of our listeners. Uh, and Neil Lennon and I had to read out the sport round of the quiz. I mean, both of us. So, like, we, we must have only been trusted to do four questions each, which yeah. was quite something. But I'll tell you what, it's a bit of a dark horse when it came to the music round. Oh, oh he was screaming off all sorts of music facts. 
I was I was quite impressed. Um, but anyway, right, I digress. That's your four out of eight on the list, and we'll get the rest after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are on the home straight tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard with work still to be done on this teaser thank you to Derek Kidd for sending it in uh, and thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride for helping us out with the question can you name the last eight captains of Celtic or Rangers from outside of Scotland Who have you come up with During the break I think you made progress I could hear you Craig Moore Yes Stefan Kloss Yes Bocanegra Wonderful Oh it's Two men in form All of a sudden which Look at that I'm holding this up to the camera Bocanegra I wrote it down With only one to get uh, Before the end of the show So hopefully we'll manage that That shouldn't be beyond um, You guys Anyway Um Right, 01419511025. Still time for you to get your calls in if you so wish. Um, what else are we thinking about tomorrow, Hugh Keevens? Um, I'll tell you St. Mirren, what did we say at the start? The best beginning to a season in 75 years. Yeah. Um, and yes, knocked I, out of the cup during the week, but a good start to the Premiership. I, I said to you on Wednesday night's programme that I thought of all the games to be played on Wednesday night, Hibs versus St. Mirren was for the purest the best option and it was a terrific match and St Mirren at least had the consolation of knowing that they went out to a team who by the end of the game were the better side they just were and we lose sight of that now in our games we're too busy we're too busy going on about VAR and about was that a foul uh, uh, you know the, the first Rangers goal etc 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 we forget about the merits of an honest-to-goodness great football match. And that's what happened at Easter Road. Now, tomorrow, St Mirren away to Kilmarnock. We must be feeling a bit down. The great start to the season, beating Rangers in the league, eliminating Celtic from the Via Play Cup. That's all gone a little bit flat now. So St Mirren have to go there and assert themselves tomorrow. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a big game for St Mirren. Kilmarnock... As you rightly say, Hugh started the season very, very well and then it's just tailed off in there. Two big wins against um, the bigger sides. Um, one in the League Cup and one in the League against Rangers. But again, I think they, they, they struggle. They might be okay tomorrow again because they're at home and I think they're better against the, the better sides because they don't need to come out as much and try and go and win the game. They can play in the counter-attack. I think they're, they're good at that. So, But listen, St Mirren's form has been absolutely phenomenal and, and they've been playing some great stuff, scoring some great goals. Um, and fully deserving of where they are in the league at but the moment. I am fascinated by Hibs under Nick Montgomery. Mm. You know the, the 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 difference in Hibs is night and day from the Lee Johnson era, where they were up one minute, down the next, and the whole thing could have elements of farce about it. But this guy is a serious manager, and you know the the players they have, Boyle obviously, Yuan obviously, Lafondre. Uh, although he's uh, a veteran, as we would call him, uh, they are all starting to fire on, and uh, you know, be a great test for them again tomorrow. They're at home again. Tony Doherty's Dundee, who have uh, made a stuffy start to the season, 
But Mick Montgomery, I just think there's something bubbling at Easter Road. Yeah, listen, I, I think Nick Montgomery will be disappointed that he, he got that draw at Kilmarnock, but he probably learnt a lot from that draw when they're 2-0 up um, of how fragile his team are defensively in that game. Again, you're 2-0 up away from home, you should be managing the game much better and taking all three points. He's probably had that discussion with his players and worked defensively on his team um, and they've, they've reacted to that. They've had some good results since then, but... Again, tomorrow's a big test for him again because you're at home, you're expected to win and Dundee aren't easy pushover that people might think they are. I was fascinated by the knock-on effect of the cup other than the obvious you're either through or you're not. Oh. I mean, you know, in terms of the, the after effects because if we're talking about St Mirren, we're almost kind of disregarding it and saying, oh, well, you know, you, they got knocked out of the cup but they weren't bad and they're now looking to build on this league um, start. I suppose on, on the other side for Hearts, Great winning the cup, like that like you said, down at Kilmarnock. But ultimately, the goodwill or any goodwill that that brought about will go back out the window. And if they lose know, tomorrow, banners were out midweek, yeah. you know, and, and going to Dingwall, um, Ross County will be sick of the sight of Aberdeen. I think Malky McKay's had a very unfortunate start to the season. You know, with injury, two players ended up in the hospital after the game against Aberdeen midweek. They'll obviously play no part in it tomorrow. Uh, it's been a bit of a slog for Malky McKay so far uh, likewise Hearts who had they not won at Kilmarnock we'd be talking about all manner sure. of crisis here at Tynecastle so they've got to go there tomorrow and show that they have the players who can kick on after the cup win and they have good players uh, but they'll, they'll find a dogged Ross County angry aggrieved the manager wants a summit conference of Referees, he's Malcolm McKay's not happy with the, the way the judicial system is working right now. So that will be a hard afternoon. It, it, I don't think it'll be an easy watch at Ross County. Yeah, I totally agree as well. I, I think, um, again, touching on Hearts, they've had a number of injuries at the start of the season. They've had to navigate their way through a, a sticky European spell. A, a spell of managerial sort of mismanagement for me, the way that they, they handled the whole situation of who was in charge, who wasn't. Um, and that's probably heaped a little bit of pressure on Stephen Naismith um, that he didn't need. Um, but they're getting a number of players back. I noticed that midweek. They're, they're bring, being able to bring on players like Boyce, um, Lowry. So their squad's getting stronger. Once they get Gordon back, once they get Halkett back, they will be a stronger squad. Um, and I firmly believe they'll go up with a bit of confidence now and they'll need to kick on because they've got some big, big games coming up. I think they play Ross County and then they've got the Edinburgh Derby and then both Old Firm. So this is a big period for Hearts. And Hugh, it's not often we get time because it's always so busy to delve into the Championship, but oh. I think everyone's looking forward yes. to Duncan Ferguson's managerial debut anyway, yeah. irrespective of who it was against, but it happens to be against <laughs> Dick Campbell. Are we, surely somebody somewhere is getting a camera right on that technical area and leaving it there for the 95 minutes. Big Dunk has spoken about Carlo Ancelotti, whom he worked with. Rafa Benitez, whom he worked with. All of the greats the late great Walter Smith and tomorrow he'll meet the guerrilla fighter who masquerades <laughs> as a football manager. When Dick Campbell comes towards him, the bonnet will be over to the side of his head uh, and Big Dunk will know he's back in his own country. Our broth to Dick Campbell's eternal credit, our third top of the championship. They're a part-time team 
He is in his own quiet way a miracle worker. And Ross County, um, Inverness County Thistle have had a shocking start to the season. That's why Dunk's in there as the new manager. But I I think he's got an awfully hard job in his hands for his first game tomorrow against the Guerrilla Fighter. It'll be box office, won't it, Cammy? Yeah, it'll be class. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to him. Listen, it's, it's exciting for Scottish football that you've got such a big name and an iconic name back in, in the game. Um, I think we'll get a lot of entertainment. But also, I think he's really going to turn the corner for Ab- uh, for Inverness. Sorry, And, and it's a, a good bit of business for me for both sides. It allows... Duncan Ferguson to go and showcase his managerial um, skills but also I think Inverness have got a really really good Can manager you imagine the press area tomorrow it will be mobbed our growth will never have seen anything yeah, like there's it there's a sudden spike in interest for <laughs> yeah. both against Inverness Kelly Thistle but anyway we'll see how that one goes um, let's try and finish tonight's teaser thanks to Derek for sending the question can you name the last eight captains of Celtic or Rangers from outside of Scotland Tavernier uh, Carlos Bocanegra Steve Davis Neil Lennon Stefan Kloss Craig Moore Lorenzo Amoruso Go on here Are we talking Rangers or Celtic? Rangers 1997 A player synonymous with that era uh, Gattuso? No, 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 no Hugh Why are you so Come bad on, at these teasers? Louder up there we go we got there thank you to Hugh Keevans and to Cammy Bell and thank you thank you for all your company this week it's been another busy busy week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard to those of you who just listen quietly equally to those of you that call and tweet and take part we much appreciate it and we're back for a six hour special tomorrow I know there is sometimes frustration when games aren't on the TV but how good is it to have six games in the Premiership on a Saturday afternoon? No shortage of talking points. It all kicks off here at midday so please join us. Hugh will be back in the studio. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, the top team round the ground starting at Fir Park on to Ibrooks and beyond at three o'clock and of course your chance to have your say on the open line as well. Not to be missed. I look forward to speaking to you already. And in the meantime, stay right there. GBX is up next.